right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, I love what we got on today. Every single person out there has the sort of the hurdles in place when it comes to upgrading drivetrains. Like, I mean, Bird, you look back in the day, three-speed transmissions, and, you know, on occasion you had a four-speed, but the gearing was low. Everybody knows your scenario, running around 410 gears in fourth gear, and you're tapped out, got the tongues, like literally the car's tongue hanging out, going down a highway at 75 miles an hour because it's running 3,500, 3,800 RPM. Just killing <laughs> I mean, talk about <laughs> yeah, no fun. I mean, when you're getting off the line, maybe if you got the right ratios, man, you can dig it. You can get down a track, but uh, you try to get from A to B and have any fun at all, especially if you get on the highway, man, you're stuck on the back roads. Not that there's anything wrong with the back roads, but that's it. That's all you got, man. You can't get moving and grooving and having fun, having conversations and driving a hot rod with an old three speed in it, you know? Yeah, you just really can't. You know, it's funny because I've been working on the 60 flat fin Bel Air. You know this car, right? Yeah. I bought this car at an auction. Uh, I got into the car really cheap. I had this 555 Merlin laying around my shop, freshened it up, bought me some heads, going to do a little nitrous on it. But as I'm looking at what what to put behind this beast of a motor and engine, you know, I'm like, well, I could go with a 400, but then you have that scenario, exactly what you're talking about. I like cruising my cars. I live kind of far outside Denver. So I'm throwing around the idea because the car was originally a four-speed all that linkage is still there in play right it's already got the hole in the floor so i'm like you know what man it just so happened through a network i found a trimic and i'm like oh my god if i could put a five or a six speed behind that that could handle a little power and all of a sudden dude you're not you're not you know governed going down the go down the road at 75 miles an hour because you don't have another gear you can let her rip man you can roll you know 100 miles an hour and you know still be running 2200 rpm it's fantastic and this is the company that makes all of that come to fruition you look at these kits and they do them all man we're talking modern driveline and this is a great company that puts a to b together well yeah man because you got five speeds you got six speeds you got overdrive you got double overdrive i mean you can go sky's the limit right and you can get different gear ratios you can just get your car set up exactly with what you want to do and drive like a modern car and as far as the drive line goes right and of course a lot of people are doing engine swaps whether they're ls or coyotes or hemis or you name it yeah. right so getting that full drive line set up is just huge on turning any kind of older car into something that feels like a new car and all the pleasure and the experience and fun factor you're going to have right all ratcheted up to you know what's kind of rolling off the dealership pretty much you know but the trick is 
right? It's not a single component. You don't just go buy a transmission, then you bolt it in. It's There's all kinds of things like, what are the adapters to go from this transmission, you know, to this engine bell housing, to what's your stack up dif difference between the back of your crank flange and where your throw out bearing, you know, your slave's going to be, you know, what spline input are you going to in your clutch? What are you going to go out to the drive shaft? You know, like her hydraulics, your, your pedals. I mean, oh my God, there's just a thousand little things. And if you had to go to, you know, the Walmart of car parts and try to pick and size and get the right, you know, Oh, hydraulic, you know, piston diameters and the right volume movement to, you know, get your clutch disengaged. Forget about it, man. This is like a lifetime science project. Yeah, man. All those nuances can make any build. It, it breaks your heart because you're like, oh, man, I still got to do this. I'm not sure how to get this. Well, all these ancillary supporting casts, right, that make this fit and finish, make it all, you know, uh, ease, right? Easy when you're rolling down the road, easy to put it in reverse, easy to park, easy to shift gears, just makes the ride, you know, really unique and unlike, you know, we all been in that car from a buddy that's, you know, thrown maybe a five or six speed in there and it rattles and shakes and everything's not quite right. Clutch doesn't let out right. It doesn't shift right. You know, the lever's hitting the dash. It's like, man, did you think this through before you built it? You know, it, and here's a way you can eliminate all of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, these guys do it day in and day out. They've been doing it for like 20-something years now. They've got all the recipes figured out. And, I mean, they're growing everything from Fords, man. You look at the Ford lineup, right, everything from Galaxies and Falcons and Cobras and Mustangs to trucks, F-100s and 150s. Dude, you got Mopars in there, you know, whether it's yeah, A baby. platforms, Bs, Es. I mean, dude, and then the Chevy's just top-to-bottom lineup, man. They have so many configurations already figured out what you need. Just click it, order it. There it is. So I think we need to take a quick break and pull our man, Bruce Kircher, in here and get the down low, the skinny, the ins and outs, the things gone wrong, and what they do to put all these kits together, uh, everything from testing clutches and you name it. Dude, the pedals, the linkages, the drive shaft, the yokes. It's the coolest conversion on earth, y'all. A five or a six speed with a man pedal? Shut your mouth. We'll be right back in the Two Guys Garage podcast with our man Bruce. Yeah, man, back after the break. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are joined by our man Bruce Kucher. He is from Modern Driveline. And I got to tell you, man, I'm looking over the website. I love the fact that you have every single thing that helps get these conversions finished, and not just finished, but the fit and finish from clutch cables, the pedals to electric harnesses, drive shaft yokes, to oil to shift their accessories. My man, cross members, you got it covered. It is the one-stop shop for these conversions, and I imagine you're booming because this is where everybody's going. Absolutely, yeah. No, we've been doing this a long time. Um, built out of necessity. You know, this came, it didn't come overnight, let's just say that, you know. So, yeah, one right. piece at a time, 20 plus years, you know, uh, we build it because we want it. We're passionate about it. And, you know, it's, uh, we know that people out there want one stop shop. They don't want any hassles. They want the stuff to come and they don't want to figure it out. So they want it just about to jump out of the box and into the car. 
Yeah, yeah. So do you have people ship you transmissions? Do they just go to website and add, and add different products that they think they need? Can you do it, you know, top to bottom, finish it out where, you know, everything fit and finish is done for them? Walk us through some of the steps and what you do to make sure everybody gets the package they're looking for. Yeah, to answer that first question, you know, transmissions typically don't come to us. So it's not like they're going down to the salvage yard and trying to find a correct Camaro or a Shelby. They, we're a Tremec Elite distributor. And so what that means is, is that we're a WD for Tremec from the manufacturer itself. So we have the privilege of dipping into that OEM box that everybody is looking to, like all your Corvettes, your Challengers, and your Mustangs. Well, we take that same modern technology that Tremec has developed with their five and six speeds, and we put that together with all the accessory parts, the flywheels, the clutches, the bell housings. Well, you can imagine trying to navigate that landscape and really stepping on a few landmines along the way. So our job really is whether you need just a couple of parts to finish a project or start a project because projects take a while. So we take the brand new trans, we package it, we make sure we got the right gearing, we'll change the shift position, we'll make sure that we have the right hydraulic coupler with the right clutch and a bell housing so that every job we do is based on that person's needs. So if you came to me with your Tri-5 and said, hey, you know, I got this transmission, I picked it up, wherever you got it, maybe it was a buddy's deal, maybe you got it from what I call the, the big retailers, but the big retailers don't give the, de the details of, of this particular segment of the market. There's a lot, a lot of details. So we put all the right pro products together. We team up with certain companies because it's important not to have that tunnel ram big block with dual quads and a big lopy cam and you're running, you know, uh, different gearing. Like you said, you're hitting the dash. We want everything to come together and that's our goal. I mean, you can figure all this stuff out yourself, but I mean, each step is its own science project, right? Like just get the stack up between, like I said, the back of the crank all the way to your slave cylinder. Like, all right, I got to get a flywheel. I got to get the thickness of it. I got to get, where's the face of it? Where's, you know, my pressure plate lined up? Where are my fingers? You know, how much cushion is there to release? Like, you know, it's an infinite number of little dimensions in there that you have to figure out. Then it's, all right, now I got to actuate it, whether it's through, right. you know, a pivot, you know, and a, and a ball or whether it's hydraulic. Now you got to get all your hydraulics set up. So do you have the right diameter, the right piston sizes, the right volume so that it moves? Like each one of these things, and then, oh, where's my shifter location? Is it too far forward? Is it too far backward? Does it come up through the hole? Am I, you know, cutting out something else? And and I'm sure you guys have been through this so many times that you can walk through customers that says, hey, I want to put a, a T56 in an early Mustang. You know, am I going to have fitment problems, right? And you can walk through whether, you know, TKO fits with a little bit of bang, bang here, but, a t, you know, T56 might need some tunnel mods like this or keep people out of trouble per se? Oh, absolutely. I mean, with the experience that we have seen over the years is that we want to avoid uh, people having to figure out all those details. Like you say, it's a science project and maybe science is not your strong suit, but bottom line is, is that we have figured out down to the nut and bolt level so that if somebody says, hey, I've got this motor, it makes only power at this RPM, uh, I've got this size tire, how do I figure out that the the axle ratio that I would need for a 30-inch tall tire versus a 28, and people don't give that much thought. 
people always kind of put the the cart before the horse kind of scenario. And when when somebody says to me, "Hey, I'm going to run." 350 gears on a street rod and they want to put an overdrive in it i go yeah hold off on that let's look at that tire size first and say hey 30 inch tall tire you immediately go to 410 and then if a guy says hey i got a 1965 mustang with a 25 and a half inch tall tire you're immediately talking 350 so it's all about getting the details right making sure everything fits right so that everything when you get behind the wheel your vintage vehicle or even your modern day vehicle that you don't get into mistakes and go gee that was i i spent all this money but i'm not happy with the results so we always take on average about 20 to 15 minutes maybe even 30 minutes of the more complex jobs talking to the person interviewing them before they've even perhaps received a quote or uh, made a final decision. Interesting. So you probably hate guys like me. I was just telling Bert at the beginning, I picked up this 1960 Bel Air at an auction um, through a buddy deal. I got the, you know, a Trimic six-speed, came with a clutch and, you know, a scatter shield and, and the parts. And I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to be calling you because you probably have a kit that could fit anything. You probably have done that application before. I'm going to say, you know, all right, explain some geometry to me, how far do I need to be here, what I need in between A and B, and this is where I need my shifter to be. So I bet you have all these things. You've already done the homework and the, and the assignments. You've been through the test and you passed. So people like me are going to be looking at you saying, all right, man, what do I need, Bruce? Lay it out. <laughs> There's guys like yourself who are have already collected some parts and they're just looking to fill in the holes. And that's a part of what we do. We give a lot of tech support and 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 say, hey, yep, we you've got eighty percent of it. It's the extra twenty percent in the details that quite frankly kill most people in getting their projects done. Hey man, that's so true. So true, Bruce. Well, what are some other areas where people just go wrong? Yeah, a lot of people think that they we were just about selling packages. And we're really more driveline specialists. Our area of expertise, we have this knowledge. So if a guy says, hey, how do I make the pedal in my car or how do I convert from an automatic to a manual? What are the differences in these cars? What are things that are same? And so we'll sell them just a hydraulic piece or just a drive shaft. Even if they have a four-speed car and they say, hey, I just need to improve something, then we can say, hey, we got a clutch that we build in-house that has Kevlar or, you know, this is how it works and the specifications so that we, we have this in-depth knowledge to, again, help people out uh, big and small on their projects. Well, we talked about how many pitfalls there are, right? There's so many areas to get wrong. I mean, all the way down to getting your Speedo to work, right? Any electronics and things like wait, that, you know, wait, reverse wait, lockout. Wait. Time out, time out. You can't tell me a, a hot rodder has a functioning Speedo. Has anybody ever heard of that? I've never. No, that's not true. Just in case you <laughs> wanted one. <laughs> so it's so true, though. It's so true. Most 99.6% of the hot rods you get into, you know, old school muscle cars don't have a Speedo that works. It's just gas. I'll just go off. Close enough. That's because it's another science project, right? It's another thing you've got to go figure out. Right. <laughs> so with all these landmines everywhere, all these potential pitfalls, I mean, where do people typically go wrong? Like, what are the top three things that, you know, people get into these projects and they think, oh, I'm just going to start bolting some things together. Like, where do they usually just kind of screw the thing up and call you up and say, hey, bail me out? 
you know, I guess the most extreme case of this, I was at Louisville in, in Kentucky at the NSRA Nationals, and this guy came to us at the booth, and he says, you know, I'm having a vibration problem. Can you come out and take a look at it? We get out to it, and it's like some uh, Skylark car, you know, and he had – actually, I think he had a Buick engine in the car. And he, as soon as he opened the hood, I can see that the angles were completely wrong. So whether it's angles or gearing, you know, all of these things uh, are a factor, and it's a matter of fitment. And a lot of people can think they can just bolt this stuff in. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's another pitfall we didn't really talk about yet was just getting your drive line, your drive shaft angles right. You know, getting your U joints working the way they should. Well, yeah, especially when they open the hood and Bruce does nothing more than look at it. He goes, oh hell no, hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, man. So. I got questions for you on the side. We got to take a break now, man. But this is one of the coolest conversions you could do. Think about your old school muscle car. Think about your old hot rod. And we all have been in that scenario, rolling down the highway, grabbing way too much RPM. Here's a way for you to eliminate that. So I'm going to talk to Bruce in just a minute and ask him a couple questions about different applications, types of cars that these work best in, and what he's got for performance. Because, you know, a lot of drivetrains you can get your hands on nowadays are making big power. What are they got for those throttle jockeys? So quick break on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Back afterwards with our man Bruce from Modern Drive Hunt. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have Bruce Couture on with us from Modern Driveline. And Bird, how many times have you been in a car? If you could count on, you know, if you had just a rough number, how many times have you been in a car with its tongue hanging out, rolling down the highway at 70 miles an hour, running 35 plus 100 RPM? <laughs> oh, man. And it's no fun at all. You feel like you're hurting your baby there. You know, like it's just screaming. And you're like, oh. Just keep going. It's all right. It's all right. But you can't ignore it. Isn't it weird when you drive your hot rod, especially when it's beefed up a little bit, you got a decent engine because you probably got some gears in it. It sucks. You could have the baddest car at an eighth mile, quarter mile. It's a legit hot rod. But rolling down the highway, you got Hyundais dragging your ass. You got you got <laughs> Honda Civics taking you to Gapplebee's. You got everybody. You got old men rolling by you in like box trucks and dump trucks. You got semis passing you. It sucks, man. It yeah. absolutely sucks. Who wants to be in a hot rod over in the slow lane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody give you a thumbs up as they pass you. <laughs> right. A thumbs up and a laugh. Right. I can <laughs> run up there for just about 10 seconds, and I got to get out my RPMs. <laughs> get a transmission, loser. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce, you changed the game for a lot of these cars, and in a way, man, you're saving a lot of their lives because – there's so many hot rods that would be parked if they uh, if they had to go by those old rules, and you and you really making some big power, man. So with new with new drivetrains, new engines, whether it's Hellcats being converted over into Mopars, or you know new hot rods from you know Ford GT500 with Whipples on them, uh, going into you know old Fairlanes. What's the limit now for power? And as far as conversions go. What are some of the cooler things you've seen, and how do people pick the right package for them? 
Yeah, I mean, we're seeing some big power out there. I mean, you get the elephant, you know, we're talking easily a thousand oh, yeah. horsepower. I mean, it's just nuts now. It used to be, you know, 500, you know, it was the norm. Well, a thousand's the new 500. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's ridiculous power. And it, it, you make you wonder where the end is, is, is ever going to be reached on this. I mean, two-wheel drive cars, you can only apply so much power to two patches of rubber. But, yeah, I mean, we're seeing up to 1,500 horsepower. And how do you deal with that? Well, Tremix Magnum is handling that kind of power. I mean, yeah, you have to be on DOT-type tires because, you know, these transmissions, while they're rated around 700 foot-pounds, you know, we're seeing Hellcats right out of the box that are making 859. You know, guys tweak them. They're 1,000 horsepower now. Well, how do you how do you manage that? with clutches and you know how do you manage that and even a, a drive shaft for crying out loud i mean you have to make sure all of this stuff is strong because well a drivetrain's like a chain you can't just stick a, a weak link in the middle so yeah the magnum is handling that kind of power you know we've got qa1 carbon fiber drive shafts that are handling that kind of power twin and triple disc clutches now you know scatterproof bell housings from you know from uh, uh, from QuickTime, so yeah, I mean, people are making big power, but at the same time, like you were saying, with the with the the car going down the road with its tongue hanging out, how do you address that? The guy with the 32 street rod and the flathead, you know, the guys want nostalgic stuff, you know. So that's when we stick, you know, like a five speed on it and give it an overdrive so you can have a synchronized box. So whether it's old or new, we're handling it. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's kind of cool to be able to cruise around an old flathead but not be stuck with an old transmission, you know? For sure. Like who knows what's underneath the tunnel, right? Upgrade that stuff, but keep the nostalgic bit up front, make it look bitching, but go have a hell of a lot of fun with it, right? Absolutely, because whether you're driving a, a muscle car or a street rod, a modern muscle car, I mean, there's so much that can be enhanced, but it's a matter of making sure that you got the, the gearing right, the clutches right, you know, putting all the pieces together so it just comes together and you go like, yeah, this doesn't feel like a Monday car or a Friday car, you know, it, it feels like it came together, it was engineered, because the level of cars that people are building, even at what I'll call a hobby level, it just keep going up. Yeah. And it's whether it's watching programs like you guys, or whether it's, you know, um, working with other builders, the, the builder level is just keeps going up and up. And, and now you're seeing cars like, you know, the major uh, builders can dig it, you know, as an example, these cars are just over the top. And it's like having the right components, whether it's an LS engine um, or like you said, the elephant, people are stepping up and, and really bringing their A game. And we have to bring our A game to, to stay up with that. Now, are you, when you say that, are you building full-on packages so a guy can call you and go, hey, man, I just scored me a Helicat or a Helifant crate motor, um, or I just got, you know, uh, an engine from a, you know, Hellcat that I'm going to put in my 70 Dodge Charger. I want to run a six-speed Tremec. Give me everything I need. And second question part of that is, Guys like me, man, it just so happens I gave a guy 150 bucks, four rows of toilet paper, and some lunch meat and picked up a Trimic that was in a Mustang, right? And I don't want it to be in a Mustang. I want it to be in my Mopar. So I got to call maybe guys like you and say, hey, man, this is what I'm working with, but I need it to work for this, my Mopar. Can you make that happen? 
Yeah, a lot of times we can because, I mean, with the Mopars, as you know, there's it's more challenging with the torsional suspension. But, yeah, if somebody takes a donor car, whether it's a Challenger, and they want to bring that in, I mean, a lot of the new cars today have the semi-remote shifter. So inherently, there are some other design limitations. But yeah, we, we work with a customer and say, hey, what do you have? What are you trying to bring together? And uh, a lot of times, we'll even advise them that sometimes they, they'll paint themselves right into a corner. And you'll say, yeah, you're spending good money after bad. And you know, we, we really would say, yeah, we can do this, but you know, you, you may have to ex- build some uh, expensive drive shaft to make the coupling work. And so sometimes you say, yep, I can get you this far, or you can say, hey, you know, I can get you the patch panel and the and the structural parts. Like you know, in, in an E and B and A body in the Mopars, we have a crush a cross a cross member that uh, has to be welded in the chassis because in these cars, the tunnels are not big enough. So these transmissions have gotten bigger and longer over the years. And so it's a lot of times it's a matter of fitment. So is any other challenges like well, you know, making sure that we have the electric speedo being shared and then going into an ECU and making sure the reverse lockout works. So there's a lot more sophistication than it used to be back in the day when let's say the 70s or 60s where you could just take and, and, and put stuff together and it was intuitive. Today, not so much. So, wow, man. So those hurdles, I'm sure you're you're used to and comfortable facing, whereas most people, that's where they'll, you know, they'll get frustrated, walk away. They'll they'll go with a different application or something, you know, completely, you know, I've, I've seen guys. That's how I actually got one of these transmissions. A guy walked away from a project because he couldn't get everything buttoned up on it. So I'm sure that is you guys provide relief for that big headache that, that <laughs> something like that can cause. Well, maybe, maybe you call them before, you know. You know, maybe you call Bruce before oh, you yeah, go. Oh yeah, absolutely. Score yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of deals and go, hey man, what should I be doing here? <laughs> you know, before all you said you painted in a corner. You know, I, I had to lunch meet the toilet paper at a hundred bucks, man. I was going for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a fellow hot rodder, I don't think I can blame you because we've all done barter deals, and man, do we feel good when we can score something and we can make it work. Yeah, that's key. And really what they do at Modern Driveline is is just that. They make it work. And I got to tell you, man, I bet you have had hundreds of emails, hundreds of responses from people, customers, clients that you have been able to finish their project for them. And it is, talk about it, that's got to feel pretty damn good, man, because a lot of people love to be able to drive their old school hot rod muscle car rat rod you know cadillac or whatever 50s big fan car they love to get out and drive it and you're making that you know accessible to them once again yeah absolutely because i mean it's it, it is rewarding and that's what the the drove me into this industry but believe it or not i was actually in a whole nother career um in this i was in semiconductor for 18 years but the passion just kept coming forward and finally in 2006 i had to uh i just decided to jump in full time i mean i was doing this business on the side you know it's kind of trying to get 
the day-to-day stuff done, have my own passion, my own projects, and I understand some of the struggles. So some of this this company really was born out of need. My own 65 Mustang, as an example, you know, it was an automatic. And I said, man, I, I can't deal with this. So when I was working for Charlie back in San Jose, you know, it was one of these things where it's like all these Fox bodies were coming in with five speeds and, you know, they were breaking them. And, and I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, how can I retrofit this stuff into my 65 Mustang? And I was on a budget. I had a young family and I, you know, but yet nobody was making the stuff right. So it's like, you know, how can I do this? And, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, I was part of the, and still part of the NorCal Shelby Club. And it was like the guys were saying, hey, me too, you know. And so one thing led to another. And But, yeah, it's rewarding to be now a part of this industry and, uh, you know, going to the big stage and, you know, getting to SEMA and stuff. Well, how do people find you? How do people get, you know, online? Where do they find you online, socially? To get connected with Modern Driveline, see what you guys are doing, check out your products, check out your your kits and whatnot. Well, the website obviously is a big piece of that, and we just launched that new site, and we're trying to make it very interactive and uh, and a lot of information there. Um, you know, we also have a social media. We're on Carbuff Network, which uh, some of you may not be aware of. Uh, that's a great site and, you know, where you can be an enthusiast. You can post your build. You can flag us as being one of the suppliers. Um, Facebook, of course, we, we get out there. The car shows, you know, when we can, of course, right now where everybody's you know, kind of shut down. But, um, yeah, that's a big piece of our forums is another great way of finding us. But we try to put so much information on our website that it prompts people to call us. It's moderndriveline.com if you guys are looking for it. Been on there, looking at different packages, different setups, and really, man, these guys cover every, you know, ancillary sort of accessory you would need to get the fit, the finish, get you, you know, rolling down the road with a man pedal in your car. It's like making Trimix great again. So if uh, if you literally, if you're into that, and it's great to see, man, because I got to be honest, having that third pedal in there, that's just something that's freaking stupid fun about that like if that doesn't put a smile on your face i don't know i don't know what would like to me when i see that third pedal i'll pound my chest and go now i feel you so uh yeah man get you some of that third pedal use these guys for any you know problems or you know issues you may have because no doubt they've been there before and bruce you've been doing this so long man i gotta ask one question what is the coolest thing what is the coolest application, ride, be it old school, new school, muscle car, rat rod, street rod? What is the coolest uh, application you've ever seen it put into or you've ever helped with? Coolest ride. Wow, that's a, that's, that's a tough one because I've seen a lot of neat rides. I can tell you I've personally been involved with uh, Mark Kirby from Shadow Rods, and I think that, you know, going back old school, he has a, a 1934 Ford uh, all-metal fendered car, all aluminum flathead blown and we stuck one of my five speeds in it. we drove it from Columbus, Ohio to Detroit. And I got the biggest kick out of that, sticking it in fourth gear at a dead stop, feathered the clutch, <laughs> and literally rolled in the throttle until I got to about six grand and never lifted. I mean, if that doesn't make you smile, nothing's going to. Yeah, fourth gear from a dig. <laughs> 
That is cool as school, man. <laughs> right on. Well, look, dude, thanks for what you've been doing. Thanks for solving yep. all these problems and issues, uh, especially for guys like me who make you know trade deals on a regular, and we have to call guys like you to fix our problems. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Bruce, man. Yeah, there you go, man. That's a good conversation. you got to love a place that case, takes out all that headache, all those aspects that cause us problems, all the geometry, whether it's pedals, fit, finish, where the gear shifter's going to land, right? Where are you going to be in sixth gear when you're rolling 100 and, you know, 60 miles an hour doing, you know, 3,000 RPM with a cheeseburger in your lap? Come on, this is the guy that makes all that happen. Oh, and I can, I can tell you, I've been hitting this guy up for probably close to a decade, and I, there's no question he hasn't been able to answer, no solution he hasn't been able to come up with. It's awesome because, like I said, there's just so many little tangles to get caught up in, and whether it's on one end of the deal or the other end of the deal or right smack in the middle, he's got something to fix your problem, man, and make it awesome. Now I know why all your rides are so sweet, man. You've been holding Bruce. You've been hiding Bruce on me. That's right. You kept Bruce in the corner, man. <laughs> now, I, now I got his goods. I'm going to be hitting him up, man. So, again, thanks to our guest, and man, Bruce Couture from you know Modern Driveline. Check it out online, moderndriveline.com. And don't forget about our show, Air Weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episode also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Our producer, Scoop, and our executive producer is Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and share your thoughts with us because we're on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2020 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Man pedals rule. See you on the next Two Guys Garage Podcast. <laughs> See you guys next time. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.